Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my first impressions and kind of my ideas, thoughts, praises, and concerns about Forsaken. Really a 9 out of 10 in my mind. Great content. And the game is definitely back. Thank you, Matadats, for the brand new sub. Welcome to the Rage. Be sure to use the Discord as a new sub. Uh, so we're going to use this session now for Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, again, you can always tune in live at twitch.tv slash rage. Let's get right into uh, the questions. JD Gamer says, Do you think the grind will ever slow down with year two in Destiny? The question you, you have to do here, like you got to really quantify what do you mean by slow down? Obviously, the grind in the beginning was just absolute feast or famine. We were all trying to get raid ready. I was playing an unnatural amount uh, to get strong enough. The RNG nature of the drops and the leveling. It was one of those things where, uh, you know, we were we were seeing that you didn't have a whole lot of control over uh, where, where your light level ended up. I mean, you did and you didn't. Uh, give me boots, please. You did, we did and we didn't right and I think that is that's not necessarily the reason the grind took a long time but it's the reason that people had to put in so many hours you just didn't have a way of saying like well you know can I please you know hit this level by the end of this week if your drops were bad it made you grind more it slowed you down you know you're pivoting to your other characters and you you know you have you have less you have less less to do the more you play right so i don't think you can compare the grind in destiny 2 uh even right now even right now a bow with dragonfly uh we should probably keep that even right now i would say the grind w- is slower than it was initially and that's mainly because we're we're now beyond the raid uh and that's okay. That's okay. So we need eight fragments. That's okay. I, as far as the annual pass, keeping the grind going, we're just going to have to wait and see. The real key, I think, to the grind having a perpetual feel, it's it, the, the, real, the real trick to that, it's going to come down. It's going to come down to random rolls. Always. Because if they introduce this black armory in December, okay, if they introduce this in December and we have a bundle of cool things to chase, on top of that, if you're not just chasing cool stuff, you're chasing cool stuff that could be stronger or weaker depending on its role, that's what really keeps the grind going. I don't like how right now I feel like the grind is being artificially slow because of how they're just draining people's resources. I feel like they really targeted the people that had stockpiles of masterwork cores and stockpiles of everything else, and the economy needs retooled for not the common player. I'm not saying the casual player. It needs retooled for the common player, the person who just wants to play, you know, and level up. The person who just wants to play and get some infusion going. And that's really, really hard right now. There's nothing for us to really feed ourselves masterwork cores, and that's really hurting. So the grind, I think, can hit a better rhythm and, in in my estimation, never really slow down as long as there's loot to chase. 
I don't want the grind to be extended by something that's not all that exciting. Thank you, Mel, for gifting a sub to Cricks. One of the homies that was helping us with the raid the other day. I, I don't want it to be like, well, I have to keep grinding because I can't get any of my gear leveled up, infused, or masterworked because there's basically no source of masterwork cores. So I'm just grinding, 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 and just hoping for masterwork cores. That's not the kind of grind I think people want to have, and that's why the economy needs addressed. I saw people kind of praising it. It's like, we'll be playing for months, and I'm like, is that really satisfying, though? Are you, are you really, like, getting down into the deep meat and bones of the game with, oh, well, I'm able to just play every single day for not for gear, not for god rolls, not for this, not for that. You're grinding for, like, resources, you know? So. Uh, Rusty380. Do you see yourself doing raid carries with the last Wish raid, or have you moved on from this? I mean, I've answered this question quite a bit, but obviously I can answer it a little bit more substantively now that I've been in the raid and cleared it three, uh, four times. I've cleared it four times. Three clears this week, and then obviously we got the clear before uh, before Tuesday, so I could or, you know get my jacket. <clears throat> it took us 14 hours to get to Riven, and then 18 hours to beat him. Uh, we got day one, we got all the way to Riven, but like people just had have lives and sleep schedules and work, so we kind of lost our team after about 14 hours. Uh, so for me, so so for me, <clears throat> excuse me, I I don't want to go back to being a service stream. Now that doesn't mean that I don't want to take people through the raid and run the raid because it is very very fun. I absolutely love the raid. It's awesome. It's very satisfying and it's a coachable raid. It's not like Leviathan. It's not purely mechanics. It's not a it's not a dadgum game show. Like it's very very satisfying. But that's not going to be the identity of my stream ever again. Ever again. My identity of my stream is more of what I'm doing right now. Conversation, back and forth, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And I think that, excuse me, that I think is is a better identity as a streamer to have because that enables me, that enables me to offer content and I don't feel like a service stream is content. Um... I don't feel like a service stream is content because, uh, whoops, I'm, I'm dumb. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, I just deleted the boss by mistake with a thousand voices. I was, I was not paying attention. Um, this guy's throwing a tantrum. He's going to keep pushing the chest. Uh, sorry, boys. I didn't mean to do that. I hate, I hate when people do that. Um, so th- th- the identity of my stream is content creation. I don't think being a service stream is content creation. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have aspects of your stream that are playing with the community and teaching them the raid. So that's that's a form of content, right? But that's not content creation. Content creation is SNTR presents Q&A, the Rageous Roundtable, Unfiltered Contrast, um just playing through the game and vibing with the community and talking and, and debating Star Wars or getting on tangents and like these are things I think that are far more valuable to a stream than getting locked into yeah come on in guys we're gonna run another raffle let's take you through this raid 
I will be running this raid significantly more than the Leviathan. I will be running this raid with a community. I will be running this raid for the foreseeable future because it's fun and there's different versions of the guns to get. I, you know, full armor sets, all sorts of things. You know, I got the thousand voices, but now we're finding other secrets and things that you can get in the raid and ships and other things. And that all is, that all is very, very exciting. And I want to see more of that. And I'm hopeful, I'm very, very hopeful that the raid will have good good longevity beyond uh, just this uh, just this first couple of weeks because once you get the thousand voices, you got to set your sights on something else. And, you know, the Chattering Bone Pulse is amazing. Chattering Pulse, uh, the Chattering Bone Pulse is amazing. The auto rifle can probably have really nice rolls on it. I don't have a good roll on the auto rifle yet. I got a god roll on the hand cannon. I'm sure there's a god roll on the rocket launcher, and I'm sure there's other weapons that we haven't even gotten yet. So, yeah. But I'm never going to go back to being a service stream. Link sacrifice with half a year of support, six months. That's a purple badge. Welcome back. Next question. G Lemon says, should the third seed be tied to the raid? What about solo players? There's going to be other opportunities for you to get this, the third seed. That's been confirmed on Twitter uh, by Cosmo as well as Dylan. That is just one of the easiest places. That's just one of the, the places to get it right now. We don't know where else it's going to come from. Uh, maybe they're going to introduce something in other content. Maybe it's going to be in the... Maybe it's going to be inside of uh, the Dreaming City as things change. Uh, you know, something like that. So we'll have to wait and see, but it's definitely not just the raid confirmed by Bungie. Shaddix, do you think Master Records should be removed from the effusion economy completely? Yes, I'm going to do an entire talk about this. My tweet last night basically summed up my thoughts, okay? My tweet last night summed up my thoughts. The problem with having Master Records in the infusion economy is they don't belong in there, and let me explain why they don't belong in there. There's two types of things you can do with your gear, okay? One is you can equip your best gear. And to equip your best gear, you need to do infusion. It's like a day-to-day activity. Oh, this piece of armor is stronger and it doesn't have good perks, but the arms I have right now have great perks. I need to infuse, right? That's like a day-to-day activity. It's pretty basic. It's what I would describe as meat and potatoes content, okay? The other thing you can do with gear is mastery. Mastery is when you pick a mod and you're like, like on my chattering bone, uh, let's put that back on, by the way. Uh, the, ma- the the chattering bone, I put on target adjuster. This weapon gains better target acquisition. It's really, really nice. It basically grabs their heads. I, I almost always get outlaw, as I just showed right there. I mean, it just absolutely has like a magnet in it. Well, that's me mastering this thing. That's mastery. Taking up the 10 levels of this to the reload speed, right? That's going to take master records. That's mastery. That's where master records and a slow economy should be. There's a difference between there's a difference between day-to-day activities and mastery. And I believe infusion is a day-to-day ground level activity, right? You're you're just infusing. Oh, well just equip the gear that you have so that way you can be higher power level. It's not it's not just like, "Oh, I got something stronger, infuse. Oh, I got something stronger, infuse." People that are saying that, I think, are kind of falsely summarizing what infusion looks like without master records. It's still going to require grind. It's still going to require resources. It's not a matter of just pushing a button. 
you basically you have to you have to have stuff from the planets you have to have glimmer you have to have shards like masterwork cores do not work in infusion and as someone in chat is saying they're the perfect rarity for masterworking when I really decide to invest, there's a difference between, let me state it this way, there's a difference between investing in gear and equipping gear. A huge difference. Investing in gear and equipping gear. Infusion is part and parcel to equipping gear. Equipping gear is just like a normal thing. It's like a normal RPG activity. And they've made it, they've just made it too painful. They've made it way too painful. So as soon as they, as soon as they as soon as they take Masterwork Cores out of Infusion, it'll fix the entire problem. It'll fix the entire problem. Because then you're not going to have this situation where I can't get anything done. I literally can't even infuse my gear. Like, there's nothing worse than being in endgame content and being like, yeah, no, I can't even do Infusion. I can't. I can't even infuse this piece of gear. We'll just equip something else. Well, this is my exotic chest piece. This is my exotic boots. This is my gauntlets with the reload for the the gun that I'm carrying or the increased heavy ammo finder, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, that's why it's supposed to, so it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be painful. No. Masterwork cores are at a good drop weight for masterworking a gun because that's mastery. And that's how I divide the two activities. People are blending the two activities together. Now... We know from Twitter that Masterwork Cores being required for infusion is a result of the summit, and my problem with that is we didn't we didn't like when we did not like when me one more ghost fragment. We did not like it when they made Destiny 2 for casuals. They geared everything for the casuals. I think I think there's a similar danger of making the game for streamers and making the game for people who play so, so much. Keep in mind, I'm not arguing for casualification. I'm merely saying that it might be a good idea to not build the game for the people that can play at such an unnatural amount that the actual pain point lands on them in a completely different way. There is a humongous difference between myself and the working dad who plays a couple hours a night. There is a humongous difference. And the way that I feel the pain point of Masterwork Cores versus the way that he feels is vastly different. He basically feels like he can't even do basic functions in the game. I got new gear and I can't infuse. Why? I can't get Masterwork Cores. Where can I get Masterwork Cores? Well, you can buy them from Spider. I don't I don't have the currency to do that. And so what ends up happening is there's a disproportionate amount of pain that lands on that lands on the other side of the community. Now, I'm not saying you make everything easy. I'm not saying you casualify it. What I'm saying is all it's really doing is slowing down the 1% a little bit, and then it's hurting the 99 way too much. Way too much. Now, I'm always going to say things like I said this morning. The thousand voices only dropping in the ra- from the raid boss, it should stay like that for forever. If you can't get in the raid, if you can't beat the raid boss, you don't get a chance at this weapon. I'm totally fine with that. Why is there a difference? There's a difference because this is not normal day-to-day activity in an RPG. This is a trophy. This is a unicorn. That's how this should be. 
That's not how leveling up should be. Leveling up should not feel like that to, you know, 90, 80 to 90% of the community. So I see a a, a distinct difference between the two. So... How's it hurting anybody that's making the game last longer? No, I disagree, Kopiteski, and here's why I disagree, okay? There is a difference between you grinding for a god roll or grinding for armor synergistic perks or grinding for a weapon to drop. Come on, give me the thousand voices. Come on, give me the, the the Lord of Wolves, right? There's a difference between that and being like, Oh, I can't even do basic function in the game. I can't even access mid mid to end game activities because I can't infuse anything. Only way I'm going into mid to end game activities is I just got to wear blues, which hurts everything. It hurts your resilience. It hurts your recovery. You're not extending the actual content because content is different than grinding for resources. There is, a, there is a chasm of difference between me grinding content for guns and rolls and god rolls and me grinding for resources. I don't feel that you're doing the game a whole lot of service by making people take an exorbitant amount of time to do incredibly basic things in Destiny. So... But that's extreme. Well, it's it's not extreme. There are plenty of people who don't have the resources to infuse. That's just basic. That's basic. You have to see that there's a categorical difference between leveling up and grinding for gear. Leveling up and grinding for gear are not the same. And if you you don't have a means by which to replenish the resource that's required for every day, here let me let me explain it another way. Let me let me express it another way. If there's a if there's a daily activity that you're trying to do, just like a daily thing, I'm going to boot up Destiny and I'm going to do X and you're unable to do X because the game isn't feeding you what you need to do that at the same interval as the activity, think about it. At the same interval as the activity. So the activity shows up and you're like or the gear, I'm sorry, the gear drops and you're like, yeah, give me that, give me that gear let me infuse this gear, oh I can't, I'm out of Masterwork Cores, okay question would be for the player how do I get Masterwork Cores oh, you basically can't you can go buy them from the spider and you might get them from gear that drops and you might break down gear and get the little cube that then has them drop from bosses Do you see what I'm saying? If there is a rhythmic interval in the game where you're like, I need X, I need X, I need X, then there has to be a rhythmic injection of you being able to get X. Think of it in this realm. Glimmer, I need Glimmer, frick, go get Glimmer. The speed at which you can get Glimmer is matched by the speed at which you typically need Glimmer. It's, it's it's, It's a harmonistic, it's in harmony with itself. Right now, <clears throat> masterwork cores are dissonant. You need them for literally everything, and you can't get them anywhere. Do you see how that's a mismatch? You don't need masterwork cores all the time if you're waiting to master your weapons, or you're waiting to master your armor. So their, their infrequency makes sense in that regard. It doesn't make sense with regard to being like, oh, I absolutely need them and I can't get them that just it's dis it's dissonant it's a dissonant uh an imbalanced system 
So that's where I land on it. That's where I land on it. I don't want to belabor the point any more than that. It's not showing up at the interval that it's required, and that's the biggest problem. It's like a bucket with five holes in the bottom of it, and it's just draining your, your water very quickly, and you have like a, tr- a slight trickle from a faucet, like barely even filling the bucket, so it's just constantly getting drained again. That's the problem. Boboys, thoughts on the raid overall? Best raid they have made, or maybe do you think another raid beats it? It's the best raid they've ever made. No question. No question. Uh, the Last Wish raid is the best raid that they have ever made. And Wrath is still probably going to always be my favorite, and King's Fall is always going to hold a special place in my heart. But Last Wish is just in... There's top-to-bottom brilliance at work in The Last Wish. Um, so I'm not going to spoil anything for folks that are maybe not wanting to hear about the raid, but because maybe there, you know, there might be people who haven't really gotten a chance to go in there yet. I, I'll, I'll just say it's the best raid they've ever made. The mixture of intense fights, puzzle fights, mechanical fights is perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Every other raid in existence had a theme throughout this one kind of doesn't and I think that's what makes it so so good it makes it so so good like when you play Leviathan it's like man this is mechanical when you play Wrath it's like man this is DPS based when you play you know uh, the the King's Fall you're like man this is DPS and mechanically based it's kind of like two right I think Last Wish is, is, is in many respects perfect it has glitches that really annoy me it has glitches that really annoy me, but by and large, I uh, I think it is a very, very well done raid. So, uh, Teja Siempre, uh, oh no, Teja Siempre says, I hope that's a clean name. I don't know. Sometimes people try to uh, troll the Q&A, so I don't know what that means. Uh, I see a lot of complaints from more casual players that the game is too hard now. Do you agree or disagree? I feel the game was too easy. Now, if people mean it's too difficult to level up because of what we already touched on with Masterwork Cores, then I agree. I agree. Uh, It is really, really difficult to level up right now. If they mean that it's too hard as in like the encounters and the strikes and stuff are too hard, I don't think that that's accurate. I thought the campaign was great. I played through it underleveled by myself. Um, and the strikes, obviously, if you go into a nightfall under leveled, or if you go into the raid under leveled, you're going to get your head taken off. And that's kind of how it's supposed to be. But that's one of the reasons why the masterwork core debate is happening. The reason that debate is happening is because people would like to do other stuff in the game and they kind of can't because if you can't level up, if you can't level up, you can't go do the stuff. And if you can't go do the stuff, you can't get, you know, any, you can't get higher. Uh, and if you can't get higher, then you're going to get kind of stuck, right? So, like, some of the biggest and hardest things to do are, like, the 100k Nightfall. And that has one of the biggest rewards you can get. And then there is the, um, there's the Dreaming City. And those areas are very inaccessible if you can't level. And I think that's why that's why so many people are honing in on the Masterwork Core situation. Because if you're, if you're trying to just level up because you're like, man, 
I would really, really, really like to do Dreaming City or the Nightfall, or I would like to take a crack at the raid. These are all things that you can't do if you're not leveled enough. So everybody's getting kind of stuck in limbo. So when someone says it's too hard, I don't know if they're talking about difficulty or leveling. If they're talking about difficulty, I think they're imagining things. Unless, of course, they're going into content they have no business being in. Um, if they're talking about the leveling, yes, the leveling needs work. The economy's too stringent, and we'll have to wait and see how they address it. So, but I don't think they're ever going to go back. So, if you're a casual player and you don't like how Destiny feels right now, tough. Uh, Nathan Fillion or Nolan North for Cade Six Voice. Nathan Fillion every time. Nolan North did a brilliant job, but always Fillion. Jack Bauer, sup, Lono? Do you think? The raid is an improvement on the Leviathan gear and it is now worth for the common raider. I mean, the guns alone are amazing. The gear isn't really any different, unfortunately. That is a disappointment. If I have to say there's something disappointing, what the frick reason is there for me to wear this in the raid? I mean, I put a, I put taken armaments on it, but if I, if I break that down, I'll get that back. Um, there just isn't a reason. There isn't a reason to go for the armor or to wear the armor. And that's disappointing. That's disappointing. The lack of raid mods is disappointing. Now, we don't know there could be raid mods. Maybe there's a future difficulty with raid mods. Maybe there's challenges with raid mods. Maybe raid mods haven't dropped yet because there's secrets to still be discovered. That would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't just always try to go for the Transcendent Blessings all the time. Because the Transcendent Blessings, uh, which I have on my gauntlets, are while in the Dreaming City, you deal more damage to all targets. Now, I don't know. I'm assuming, we've all been assuming that that actually applies to the that applies to the Last Wish Raid. Um, So, if it doesn't, then... We would have to we would have to kind of figure out maybe there are better mods to use maybe the the ones that come on all the ribbon stuff the ribbon the, the you know the ribbon one or whatever is like you take more damage but do less uh but take you take more damage but do more damage that one um so I'm actually having trouble finding we we have gone to numerous lost sectors on the EDZ I figured I would just eventually start getting lucky uh. It, I, 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 I seem to be very unlucky right now uh, with finding the right lost sectors. With the light level requirement being so high and the experienced raider population being so low, do you think this will impact the level of opportunities for fresh raiders and experienced LFGs? This is a really good question. This is a really good question. Here's the problem with the level of the raid. It's not the level of the raid. It's the leveling RNG. Uh, many of these bounties are HVTs. Daggone it. I hate the HVT ones. You just like to stand around and wait. Um, uh, I it's, it's So the problem with the level of the raid isn't the level of the raid. The problem is how we level up. So, if we would have been able to get into, like, 60, 61, or close to 60, if more people would have been close to 60, I think the raid would have been perfect. My biggest issue with the raid at launch is that they literally made it almost impossible for people to hit good levels. So, people that went into the raid that were stronger, that had more survivability, that were able to solve puzzles, because, you know, 
they were alive longer. Um, I, I, I don't know. That's frustrating to me because a lot of that was luck-based. Now, I'm not saying them figuring out the raid and winning was luck-based, but their power certainly was. And that, to me, I don't know. I just, I just find that incredibly, incredibly problematic. Um, that you can go into the raid and be significantly weaker or stronger than another team based purely, based purely off of luck. Um, and that's going to cause, I think, potential problems for raid population. Because you're going to have people that get tired of it. You're going to have people that get annoyed. You're going to have people that lose interest. Uh, I think the Thousand Voices being in there is probably one of the best decisions they made for raid incentive. Um, So. But I am worried about, yeah, I am worried about raid population because it's just going to take people a long time to level up. And if they, and here, here's, uh, let me round this out. Let me not just say, oh yeah, it's going to be a problem. Yep, see you later. Here's the solution, okay? Here's a solution. Stop targeting our highest items. Okay? I have eight total items. This the, 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 my highest is eight an eighty an eighty-one primary. Okay. And then I got like a 76 energy and some other 76 pieces. As long as you don't target my highest or my two my two highest and you target my other items, then that's fine. But the big issue is that when you have multiple engrams in a row go to your highest item it short charges it short changes everything it short circuits everything you're like oh uh yeah i was gonna take all this stuff onto one of my other characters and and get going on the grind but i guess not now because um i guess not now because I, I didn't get I didn't get the stuff I needed. So instead of my warlock hitting the next delta and getting good drops um off of theirs, I guess we're just gonna have to wait, you know? Cause like okay, the example that I gave was my warlock got like ten bad engrams in a row. Okay. Ten bad engrams in a row. And those engrams that were supposed to help him level have an impact on my titan and my hunter so my titan and my hunter get shorts changed because if my if my warlock could have hit other levels then my warlock would have gotten higher levels for weapons as well weapons would have gotten past the titan titan would have been a higher level when he started his milestones and if he's a higher level when he starts his milestones then his drops are going to be higher too and it has a ripple effect like beyond just like oh bad drop womp womp on to the next no, powerful engrams are literally supposed to level you up, and they don't do that it, when they have what I felt like was a pretty clear propensity to going after your strongest item. If it goes after your strongest item, I mean, you're you're literally wasting your time in the most literal sense. In the most literal sense. So I spend an hour doing crucible, get my powerful reward, and it targets my highest item, and I don't, I don't, I don't level up at all, right? And some people are like, "Well, that's just the way the cookie crumbles," right? But if you want people to feel empowered to level up to do end game content, take what happened to me, all right? Take what happened to me and spread it out, spread it out over weeks, because my playtime rep—that's what my playtime represents. My playtime represents weeks and weeks and weeks because I crunched it all down. 
So the normal player that's like, well, I I would love to play more if I could, but you know, I have I I, I have a, a traditional job, I have a family, you know, I can play as often as I I can. Um, those those folks are never gonna get into the raid in any in anytime soon. They're not gonna get into the raid anytime soon, and I think that's a problem. I think that's gonna hurt raid population, both LFG and streams, etc. And that's not what you want to see. You don't want to see, you know, one of Bungie's best raids ever made de facto ignored or de facto not engaged with because they've made it too difficult to level up. And I have even predicted and said, I could see them saying, all right, we pushed out a hotfix that powerful engrams, powerful engrams are going to really, really very, very infrequently target your target your highest item. It's going to be very infrequent. Almost not ever happen. That would be good because then at the very least, at the very least, when you when you spend an hour doing crucible, something gets a little bit of a bump, right? Something's going to get a little bit of a bump, even if it's just by one or two on your gloves. And you're like, well, I didn't really need gloves, but at least it's not, you know, fill in the blank. That's the problem with the raid. The problem with the raid is not the level of the raid, the structure of the raid, the mechanics, what's required of the team. None of that's wrong. All of that's good. You cannot, as a player, you have you have zero intentionality over over your leveling pace. So, Nova Hands. Hey, Lono, fast forward to six weeks from now. What challenges might be coming and facing us, and how can they be addressed? I mean, as we're talking this morning about Masterwork Cores, I think that's the biggest challenge. That's probably the biggest challenge. Is that people cannot... People cannot get their Masterwork cores back. That means they can't infuse. That means they might get annoyed. That means they might walk away. That means they might feel like everything they're doing is futile. And that's not the feeling you want people to have. Content's good. Story was good. Random rolls and the armor perks is amazing. The raid was amazing. Uh, the strikes are a lot of fun. The new public spaces are, are really, really fun. Um, these are all things that you don't want soured by people feeling like I can't do the most basic thing in destiny, which is level up and infuse gear. That's like the most basic thing in destiny and I can't do it. Well, you got to be careful, right? You can, you can dis, you can cause, you can de-incentivize engagement if engagement feels futile though mac 2099 do you find tolan in the ascendant challenge this week very interested the lore tied to it about the hive and the worm guys i haven't done it yet uh ward of dawn should make orbs on damage taken well of radiance should make orbs on empowered kills thoughts no well of radiance is is already stupidly strong no we don't need anything else added to well of radiance completely disagree with that i I, there's there's undeniably undeniably one of the strongest support you know supers in the game is well of radiance especially if you get it uh with especially if you get it with the uh the 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 what is it the the phoenix protocol phoenix protocol makes it just silly in end game content okay we finally got one of the wanted targets gee many christmas how many lost sectors did we do 
Um, that was ridiculous. We're hunting for the Lord of Wolves. You can get the Lord of Wolves from uh, Fusion Rifle Reserves. Oh, I probably have a helmet that does that, honestly. I already have Fusion Rifle Reserves. So get out of my inventory, helmet. Because the uh, Thousand Voices is not considered a linear fusion. It's considered a fusion rifle, according to its classification. Can't believe someone's already 599. I didn't realize somebody had hit 599. I don't think that's even possible yet, is it? I thought that wasn't going to be possible until future content came out. Uh, Armored Dog. <clears throat> Can we get a petition to bring back the bounty board? I'm very over spending time loading screens, running from place to place, collecting bounties from 10 different people in 10 different places. One stopping, one stop, please. I mean, this doesn't feel like a front burner issue to me. It doesn't. This feels minor. I lovingly tell you to get over it. Bungie has bigger fish to fry than saving you a few minutes of your time going from different places. I, you know, it isn't that hard, man. It isn't that hard. You're in the tower. You see Zavala and Shax and you're basically done. No, it, it, you see Tess. Uh, you see Tess and uh, you got killed by somebody in Gambit. That's a glitch. That's a glitch. I don't think anybody's that high. Um, you go see Tess, you see Zavala, you see Shax, and then you go see the Drifter, and you're done. That's it. That's all you have to do. So. I don't think that's that, that's a front burner issue. So, I'm loving, I'm lovingly telling you to get over it. Thoughts on, uh, Trackus Waste SMG? Never used it. Uh, Silent Service. How is it fair you got Thousand Voices and I didn't cap it? But for real though, when do you think Bungie will remove the Masterwork Core requirement for Infusion? It's uh, getting very tight. I have two characters to do milestones on. Yeah, I, I, I think that I think the fact that they're already listening and engaging us on it. Um, whoops, we need that heavy. Uh, the fact that they're already listening to us and already engaging with us on the topic means they're probably going to be making a change fairly quickly. Um, I think it's a lot of pomp and circumstance, if you want my honest opinion. I don't think Bungie's in the dark about what needs to happen. I think they already have a hotfix planned, uh, personally. I don't actually think they're, like, combing over the community to get feedback to make the change. I think they already have the change planned. I think it was manipulation. I think they knew they needed to slow down folks like myself and folks like others who have just bundles and bundles and bundles of resources, and they made the economy... Uh, grossly, grossly gouged, and now they're going to tone it down. And then they're going to say, you know, based on feedback we got from the community, we've toned down the following things, and it's like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They knew what people were going to say. They knew what people were going were, were gonna to conclude. You know, man, I, I literally can't do anything. I literally can't do basic things in the game, I, I I can't I can't infuse stuff. Why do they do this in Lost Sectors, man? They spawn you back so far. If I've if I've got the damage on the boss, quit doing this. Am I even going? I don't even know which way is the right way. It keeps dying. I think it's putting me further and further back. I'm gonna re I'm gonna reset the Lost Sector. I think I'm leaving now. I think I was going the right way. Gee, many Christmas. Um. Yeah. So. I think it's already I think I think the I think the change is already planned and already on the way. Uh Hmong, gonna lead a crew in the raid today, uh being under leveled 
Uh, as the one who will be running through explaining the encounters, what are some of the tips for the first time raiding? Uh, we all watched a video uh, in streamer. Is there an encounter that is more complicated than what's seeing on the raid? I mean, basically, the last encounter is obviously the most complicated. Uh, everybody overcomplicated the vault. Everybody overcomplicated the vault. And that was kind of funny, but kind of not considering how much time we wasted. And I figured it out in like 30 seconds when we finally stopped and said, everyone has to be wrong because uh, the game was proving them wrong. And then I figured it out. Um, spoilers. I'm not saying spoilers. I'm not saying spoilers. So if you want tips on strategy, I think basically the best thing to do in pretty much all of the encounters is to constantly troubleshoot why people are dying constantly troubleshoot why people are dying the thing that really really gets gets people stuck in a raid like last wish the thing that really gets people stuck in a in a raid like the last wish is that they don't troubleshoot they just get mad because people are dying Right? Failing mechanics is going to happen. You're going to fail a mechanic, and when you fail a mechanic, you're basically like, okay, what do we need to do differently? And then you analyze, and then you do those things differently. Right? Um, so, Raid's been out for a week. You're still getting spoiled. It's your problem. No, I disagree. I disagree. If they avoid streams where people are running the raid, as slow as it's going to take people to even get raid ready, I, I disagree with you. I don't think... They, uh, they should just accept spoilers because of how long it's going to take people to get in there. Um, yeah, you got to find true middle. So, that's a joke, by the way. You don't have to find true middle. Uh, so yeah, always troubleshoot why people are dying. Why'd you die? What killed you? Okay, are we, how are we handling that? Like, if somebody, I'm going to be generic here, right? If somebody's like, that enemy up on that side shot me, okay? Who's supposed to kill that enemy? Okay. Why didn't you kill the enemy? All right. That happened. Okay. Find where the pain is coming from. I think too many times people just get irritated and they're like, you know, they want, they want the, they want the, the person to just stop dying. And it's like, that's not, that's not a, that's not a coaching tip. A coaching tip is if you stand here instead, or if your buddy, if your buddy does, does this instead, it'll, it'll help you. And then that's how you generally beat raids is by troubleshooting. So, and obviously you want to have the right supers on. So always question, what super are you on? How often are you popping your super? Oh, never? Then freaking get rid of that thing, right? We had people at the end that were using, um, no, we had people at one point, And again, I'm not going to say any spoilers here. We had people at one point using Blade Barrage instead of Tether. Oh, I don't have Orpheus rigs. Dude, it doesn't matter. Like, put on Tether, please. Like, Tether is always, always so helpful. Now, there were parts where we decided Blade Barrage was really, really helpful, but you have to kind of question, uh, you have to kind of question where, uh, where you're using your supers and why. I don't know where any of these are. Widow's Walk... Uh, hunt in the gulch gulch in the sludge okay I can hang out in those places and wait for an HVT that's easy okay wearied germ says 
is the slow light level grind and weekly gates on powerful reward tied to uh, Activision shareholders tracking bad destiny metrics like average time played per player. The light grind feels slow and meh. Um, I don't think so. I I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I, I, I think you're, I think this is a, this is a question that's sort of drenched, drenched in accusation. Like it's a bit of a loaded question. I feel like you're you're trying to assert something while asking the question. Yes, the light grind can be frustrating, uh, but no, no, I do not believe that this has anything to do with Activision and wanting to see the metrics improved. I, I, they brought the hobby back, and part of bringing the hobby back is a grind. Sometimes when you add a grind, there's ramifications, like... Oh well, you know, whoops, we uh we made that a little too slow. We made that take a little too long. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna work on that. We're gonna fix that. Um you know, that's that's gonna happen. I, I think I, I always think when people see something that needs addressed in Destiny and their first inclination is to blame Activision, I tune out a little bit because people blamed the Eververse on Activision and if you actually look at any of the leaks it had nothing to do with Activision. It was Bungie's idea. Uh, it was 100% Bungie's idea to supplement uh, drip feed content. They wanted to supplement drip feed content or monetize it, I'm sorry. Subsidize it. And that was what they came up with. So everybody's always like, oh, it's Activision. Activision's evil. Activision this, Activision that. I, I honestly think a lot of the times people are a hundred percent off the mark and just really presumptive so that's what i think this question is i think this question is off the mark and presumptive gun kid what if they remove cores from infusion and just make it 30 legendary shards i mean i don't know bud i i don't know what is what's the what's the rate of getting legendary shards what's the you know how are you going to replenish you know, right now when I go to infuse something, it's it's already 10. It's already 10 shards, 8,000 glimmer, and simulation seeds. I honestly think it's fine. It, you remove masterwork cores, I don't, I don't think you're suddenly going to have this problem of like, oh my gosh, it's just so easy to level up now. The game is ruined. Um... I just don't think so. You're you're still gonna run out of you're still gonna run out of materials. Your glimmer is still gonna get low. Think about it like this. Think about it like this. Infusion as it stands without masterwork cores would be would be one where you would pivot between infusing and and kind of farming for stuff. Because you're going to run out of glimmer, and then you're going to have to go do all the spiders, bounties, get your glimmer back up. Uh, you're going to run out of a planetary material. So you're going to go to that planet, and you're going to do all the bounties, and kind of get those, you know, kind of get that stuff back. That's rhythmic, right? Oh, I used my stuff. So because I used my stuff, I need to go get my stuff back. I'm going to go do these things to get those things back. That's the thing. That's the missing piece for Masterwork Core. There is no thing to go do to get your stuff back. Legendary shards, I mean, you're generally you're generally just sort of getting them back regularly anyway because you're playing the game. You, like this, I just got a drop. I look at it, I'm like, doesn't have what I want, and then I break it down. 
and I get what three yeah three shards so I think 10 is fine that's basically three and a and a and a you know three pieces of gear broken down roughly for you to get you know enough for one infusion so dismantling bad rolls is feeding you playing the game is feeding you uh and that's the biggest problem with masterwork cores is it's not there is no masterwork core feed you're just it's just done that wasn't enough to blow that up wow i blew myself up uh fatal symphony malfeasance thoughts on uh have you heard how to get it i have no idea how to get it I, I, we all i think we all assumed it was gonna be uh i think everybody assumed it was gonna be through just grinding uh gambit ranks because it seemed like it was a, a gambit gun but i don't know if anybody's figured it out yet i don't know it's probably going to be a quest i'm assuming it's going to be a quest but we don't actually know we'll have to wait and see it looks really really good though from what we've seen we you know we've seen footage of it and this guy teleported i think didn't he oh there he is wow we killed him really fast now, if there's a legendary on the ground from this guy, it'd be a masterwork core, but it's not. It's just a blue. Decima, what minimum le- power level would you recommend to get into the raid or at least Cali? I think up until like the beginning, 541, you can at least go in and figure it out. Okay. Once you get to the vault, 551 kind of becomes necessary because you're going to struggle with some of the pain points. I'm being generic. I'm being generic. No spoilers. Uh, you're going to struggle with some of the pain points because you need to be able to not die fast and deal out a decent amount of damage. Um, and that's difficult to do if you're under 551. So I think by the time you get to the vault, you want to be 551. I think ideally 561 for Riven. Um, once you're 571, it's very, very manageable. Uh, and 561 is tolerable. Anytime you're below those, like if you're below 541 at the beginning, going to be tough. If you're below, uh, so 541 at the beginning, if you're below 551 at the vault, it's going to be tough. You're going to die a lot. You're going to fail to kill things that you need to kill fast. There are things in that fight you have to kill quickly. You're not going to be able to do it. Uh, 561 for Riven. Again, you're, you're just going to have a really, really hard time staying alive. Um, so... Uh, Trevmac, for those who either don't have many friends enough to raid or clan, have there been talks for an LFG function within Destiny? I would love to see something like what WoW does running for the pug raid. No, it's never going to happen, dude. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, it isn't going to happen. There, there is, There is literally no way that... What is this? Why is it telling me to come here? Is somebody in the area doing something? Uh, is Discord dead? I've not tried to use it. It looks like it's up for some of us. Because the guys are still in the voice chat. So for me, uh, for me, I don't think they're ever going to do it. I don't think they're ever going to put LFG in the game. If they were going to put LFG in the game, it'd already be there. It would already be there. And it's not. Um, so... It's it, they tried guided games. Problem with guided games, as I've said before, is the people best suited uh, to fill your funnel in guided games 
are already probably running the raid every week with their buds and that's a problem right that's a problem yeah i got the thousand voices um and we just got a right side of wrong this is basically a go figure so if you ever get this gun don't turn your nose up to it it is a go figure i have a much better right side of wrong roll uh with head seeker i believe it's i have one with head seeker and zen i believe very very strong gun the go figure and the and the uh Oh, he's shooting that guy. Oh, it's not him. It's just a regular captain. HVT. Oh, well. I got there and got shots on him just in case it was the wanted guy. Bummer. Bummer. I think this one guy spawns on the public event, doesn't he? But it has to be the Taken Blight. I think the one the one guy spawns on the Taken Blight every time. I can't remember. So, LFG in Destiny, I, if it was going to be added, it would have been added. It would have been added a long time ago, and it hasn't been. So, Quiet Ghost, that thousand voices, though. Thank you so much, dude, for six months. Enjoy your purple badge. Um, So, we have an LFG in our Discord. There's public LFG. I don't think it's a pain point they need to meet right now. And they tried something new with Guided Games. And it generally... Oh, there he is. It generally didn't work. It generally didn't work, you know? And that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate that, you know, Guided Games didn't go in the direction they wanted it to. Um, so, I got a Scatterhorn mark off of him. For those of you that don't know what I'm doing, if you're listening or watching this later, I'm doing all of Spider's Wanted Bounties because they have a chance to drop the Lord of Wolves, which would bump my... Uh, it would bump... Everything is scout on these marks. It's unbelievable. Uh, it would bump my my gear, my guns, before pivoting to my other characters. That's why I'm doing it. So we only have a couple of left. The Lord of Wolves can drop from his uh, from his wanted bounties. Next question: Does Destiny have any kind of smart loot in place, or is it just RNG? I'm going to give you my theory on what's happening and I'm going to give you my theory on why that is, uh, where is Widow's Walk, by the way? Can somebody in chat tell me where Widow's Walk is? That to me, uh, this, this is my theory on what's going on and this is why folks are getting a lot of the same things. They're like, why do I keep getting edge transit? Why do I keep getting kinetics when I need boots? Right? I think everybody has a loot seed. It's in Trossland? I think everybody has a loot seed. And I think your loot seed determines your loot propensity. So, what I mean by this is, some people get more primaries and, like, almost no boots. Other people may get lots of boots and no primaries. No kinetics. And... This then leads to those items being your highest items, so it feels like they're being targeted. Think about it like this. If you have a propensity to getting kinetic, well, when it's time for you to get an item, you're have, you have a chance of getting kinetic. If you've been getting lots of kinetics, guess what's probably going to be your highest powered item? A kinetic. 
that means that your kinetic is naturally going to be the one that keeps popping up and since it keeps popping up it's really going to frustrate you because you're going to be like I don't need another kinetic I need boots right what ends up happening is your loot propensity leads to certain items getting left behind I have a propensity for kinetics and I have a very low drop rate on boots so my boots are always getting left behind consistently right that that's a drop trend you can't tell me there aren't loot seeds in this game because I end up with a drop trend after months and months of playing boots are always the hardest thing for me to get always still to this day and throughout the entire forsaken grind for me I was consistently consistently getting kinetics and not getting boots that drop trend if it was true RNG would eventually go away eventually you would just start getting other items and that would lead to you getting things sort of ironed out so people that are like I just keep getting edge transits what I think is happening with them they have a propensity to getting heavy items and there's not a lot of heavies in the game now the heavy loot pool is a lot smaller and the edge transit for whatever reason has a really high drop rate that's what I think is going on People getting edge transits, and then there's people on, on Twitter, they're like, I never get the edge transit. I don't know what everybody's talking about. Yeah, they probably never really get power weapons either, which limits their their chances of getting an edge transit because they're getting, you know, so few power weapons. That's my that's my theory on why it feels like sometimes your your highest items are getting targeted because you get them more often. They addressed the meme transit. They didn't address it. They just said they're looking into it. They haven't done anything yet. Gun kid, new idea for Hunter Super. You're le- I don't I don't do questions like this. Sasquatch, why do you think the raid scales up your power? Uh, what do you think of a raid that scales up to your power level? A raid that will always be challenging even after learning mechanics. I mean, that would certainly that would certainly be like quote unquote fair um right that would be quote unquote fair because you would say okay everybody's got everybody's got the same basic structure of damage it scales to you so you just have to overcome it you just have to overcome this encounter and it's gonna hit you just as hard as it's hitting the other guys no this is the outskirts it's gonna hit you just as hard as it's hitting the other guys. Gonna hit, um, it's gonna hit the every team the same. I just don't think that's a good way to do your end game, personally. Personally, I think a much better way to do your end game is the way they did it. The, again, the problem was not the raid. The problem was not the scaling of the raid. The problem was that we did not have intentional leveling. We didn't have intentional leveling. You could put in the same time as somebody else and you can end up literally 10 levels below them because of bad luck. Those 10 levels, I'm not kidding you. Those 10 levels can be the difference between you being able to do it within 24 hours and not being able to do it in 24 hours. 100%. 100%. The difference between the teams that got it done in 24 hours and the teams that couldn't is skill, but it's also what they get. how, How are their drops? That that is a hundred percent a factor, and that was my problem. So you don't need to say, oh, let's completely change the way that leveling up in the raid works, and oh, it should just scale to you, and 
everything else. No, I, I, you don't need to completely retool how raids work. I don't think, I don't think they did anything that was, you know, abnormal. I think they went with what what they've done before, and what they've done before is we're gonna we're gonna do a you know a big huge scale, and then that scale is gonna hit people right in the chin, and they're not gonna be able to beat these encounters unless they got good drops. So Let's try and get a double leg with a thousand voices. Oh, you can't even get one to pop with a thousand voices? That's kind of surprising. I thought it would have busted off of that. Uh, next question. Do you do lore on stream? No, I, that's not really my thing. Next question. Our Professor Dad. I think we just need more sources for multiple Masterwork cores. Uh, we came from an easy-peasy infusion in year one, so the abrupt change soured a lot of people. It's not even like it's an abrupt change, though. Again, I believe that it's dissonant. It's dissonant. It's not like, oh, I suddenly have to have resources. It's, oh, I have to have resources that the game's not feeding me. I don't believe it's symptomatic of, like, people not liking the change or, oh, this is harder than it used to be and that's the problem. No, I, I don't think that's it at all. I think the issue is that it's dissonant. Easy with the big words here. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 imbalanced. It's imbalanced. There's 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 a better word. It's imbalanced. So that's where that's where I would land on it is that it needs to be it needs to be balanced and it isn't at the present time. So we're trying to find the location called Widow's Walk. I feel like, I feel like it's over here. Like you have to leave this area. It's either through there. I think it's to the right, isn't it? Can't you like go back through here and go further? Once you do missions back here, I feel like it's back here. Uh, next question. Ty Manka says is recommended to do bounties with other players leveling up at the moment and my, is my opinion some bounties are quite challenging uh Ryder in particular you switch says follow me okay I can do that I don't know if the bounties are that difficult I'm not really sure what it is you're you're precisely referring to um I don't ever find myself struggling to do things unless I go into content that I have no business in if I go, well, like when I went into the raid and we weren't strong enough, or when we tried to do 100k Nightfall and we were not strong enough. Oh, the Lost Sector on this side. I never do this Lost Sector. I'm dumb. That's why. I always do the center Lost Sector. So for me, I don't find the bounties. I don't find the leveling. I don't find the heroic events all that challenging. Once you get into the Nightfalls, once you get into... You know, the other pieces of content, I believe that's when things start to appropriately get challenged. And again, I want to see, I want to see the leveling just be a little bit more sensible so that people don't feel like they are stuck and have no control over what's happening. That, that's my issue. So, and again, playing with other people is always going to make the content more fun, you know? 
Somebody may know where something is and you don't know where it is, like what just happened with me. That's pretty nice. You know, that's helpful. That's generally, that's generally very, very helpful. Uh, so, all right. These other bounties are on other planets. We have, um, wait, wait, no. Pathfinder's Crash and Whispered Falls. I don't know where those are. You guys are going to have to take me there. At uh, Atomic Spaz, compared to Destiny 1, where uh, where you could not reach max light unless you ran the raid, do you feel that it is better or worse now that you can reach max light no matter where you do or want to? This has been, uh, this has been a little bit of a, a debate here pretty regularly ever since the April update after King's Fall. Ever since the April update after King's Fall... Uh, folks have always kind of pressed me on this. Why is it so easy to level up? Uh, why is it so easy? To, oh, it's in the firebase. Okay. Thank you. I remember when they added one-to-one infusion in the, in the April update, people were like, this is stupid. And I pushed back and I said, the only reason you're upset about this is because the King's Fall raid did not have loot worth chasing. So what people chase in the King's Fall raid was light level. And so your light level became your trophy. And since your light level became your trophy, that trophy got diminished with one-to-one infusion because people could run the Prison of Elders and other things and get drops and start hitting max max light. So for me, for me, I never really cared about light level or power. I've always cared about gear. I've always felt like gear matters significantly more uh, is far more exciting when you finally get it, right? Fatebringer, Galahorn, the Vex Mythoclast. These are moments that people remember. These are moments that that are etched in our memory when we finally get those items. You know, getting Thousand Voices week one was pretty awesome. You know, I even said, this is the one. You know, this is the... <laughs> this is the... Uh, this is the chest, because they let you pick your chest or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, to me... Making it so everybody can hit max power, I'm fine with. Think about it like this, too. It works better that way. It's far more harmonious to say, oh, you want to do endgame content? Well, level up and then come do the endgame content. You're not quite good enough to deal with the delta scale? Well, level up a little bit more uh, and then come do uh, the endgame content, right? These are, these are things that people can say because... Because they can level up and because they can get to higher deltas and then they can feel like now they're empowered to do the raid and now they, you know, now they can do things that they previously couldn't do. That all breaks down if you're like, no, you literally can't get to those deltas. You really literally can't get to uh, the next, the next power structure unless you come and do the raid. You just gate it off. Um, I don't know. I think it's far better the way that it is. And guess what? If you want some of the best loot in the game, it's in the raid and you got to go run the raid. So when I'm running around with a thousand voices in a public event and everyone's like, oh my gosh, look at that thousand voices. That's to me a far better accolade and a far better badge of honor than, oh my gosh, look at his banner. Look at his power level. Oh, it's a number next to his name. What a God. Like, I don't know. That just isn't like, nobody says that. Nobody says that. People saw your Galahorn and got jealous. People saw your, um, you know, your, 
your Vex Mythoclast and got jealous, your Fatebringer. People are going to see my thousand voices and they're going to get jealous. Like, that's the that's literally the way uh, that it works. That's how the content, you know, that's how the content works. Um, so. And then somebody's saying it's another, it's in the outskirts. Oh, it's the one he's standing at. Got it. Israel Core 97. I feel like the powerful Ingram rewards for regular people compared to streamers are greatly different. Streamers seem to get all the god rolls, all the better exotics. As for now, thoughts? This is dumb. I'm not trying to be mean, but come on, dude. No, this is dumb. Did you watch me get 10 bad Ingrams in a row? Did you watch any of the other streamers get completely boned on their their Ingram drops? Did you watch people get uh, hard light from their first Ingram? They're literally, you beat Riven, don't get an item. You have to then go and do that final step. And people were getting year one exotics. I got synth. I spent 18 hours in Riven and I got synthoseps. I got synthoseps, my first raid clear. Do you understand? You understand how frustrating that is? Like, there's no such thing as streamer loot. Streamer loot's a joke. It's a joke people make when we finally get the loot that we need. You know? There were there were there were people that were literally not even strong enough to go into the raid with any confidence because of bad drops. Like that was a huge huge factor. And you're just catching the the all you're doing with streamers is you're catching the highlights, you're catching tweets where they get the stuff they need. Like you know what I'm saying? Like every time you see that goth luck tweet when he's playing Warframe or he's playing Division. Well, yeah, you're seeing goth at his best. You're not seeing the nine other Ingrams that boned him or, you know, the ten times that he needed, he just needed this item to drop and it didn't. You're not seeing those. You're seeing the highlight reels. It's like watching the highlight reels after baseball games the next day and you're like, man, is that all they do is hit home runs in baseball? No, they hit lots of foul balls. Everybody stands around. People get walked. People get beaned. Uh, there's discussion between the catcher and the pitcher and then nothing's happening. And then like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're watching the highlights, man. You're watching the highlights too much, too much. Uh, Exodus black on Nessus. We can go there and, and stand around and wait. Do, 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 do. Okay. JD Gamer, do you think with two raid layers coming out, not layers like this, it's layers like L-A-I-R-S, like a layer, like a dungeon. With the season pass, they will bring back a D1 raid. No, I don't think so. I do not think they will bring, uh, um, I do not think they will bring back a D1 raid in the form of a raid layer. I think that would be incredibly strange. Raid layers are meant to be uh, fun and new and fresh. And we've all said, and I've said many times, that they could use the Infinite Forest to bring back Wrath of the Machine, Vogue, etc. and take us to a dark future. But I don't think that that means that you bring them as a raid layer. No. I think it's going to be very, very different. Especially, I think Penumbra the one in the summer is going to be tied to the Leviathan or Callus. 
And then I think the Black Armory is probably going to be something to do with Golden Age tech and not Vog or any of the other ones. Gun Kid, what is the big round stringy lump that the Drifter has attached to his ship? But nobody knows. We're not going to find out until the second uh, season pass piece. Son of Krypton, do you think Blind Well should have some type of matchmaking? Yes. Another topic, another video I need to do. Blind Well is ridiculously fun. Uh, is such a good time. And if nobody's in the instance, it sucks. The solu- Do you want to know the solution for the Blind Well? I mean, I'll tell you what the solution is for the Blind Well. It's real, real easy. It's real easy. And they already have the icon for it. You go over here to the Dreaming City, and you're like, oh, do I want to fast travel right next to to uh, Petra? No. No, I want to go do the Blind Well. Oh, look at this. The Blind Well has a, a, a fast travel button, and I instance into it. Oh, great. Oh, what's this checkbox? I'm willing to wait to be instanced with somebody, so I'll just sit in orbit until you find me an instance with people. Oh, man, thank you. I will do that. That's great. Now, the reason they would do that is... The reason that they would do that, that would keep people from, like, instancing, re-instancing, instancing, re-instancing. And that's hard on the... That's hard on the matchmaking. That would cause lag and latency, right? So, I that's what you would do, is you'd be like, I want to instance in there. Do you want people to be with you or not? And you would just say yes or no to that question. Maybe you and your buds want to go in and you don't want anybody else to be there. Now, they might wander in eventually, but you don't want to, you know, you, you just, you don't want to wait. You're like, let's just go in. We can handle it by ourselves. We don't need to wait, you know. That's what they need to do with the blind well. Blind well is going to quickly become, it's going to quickly become another Archon's Forge where no one's ever freaking there. And I, I just don't think that's what you want. I don't think that's what you want. You don't want another instance where it's on... Literally, think about how Archon's Forge is so similar to Blind Well. It was fun. You needed a thing to start it. It was off the beaten path and hard to find. You know? Based on my limited testing, it seems like Bungie fixes you to an instance. If you go in and out repeatedly, it doesn't actually change instances. You usually have to instance into another place. You usually have to instance into another place. Like, you go to Exodus Black, nobody's here, then I go over here to the cistern, and then I go back. That 100% works. I've done that and gotten into different instances. I've done that on Mars. Um, I know for a fact that works. So, um, not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed, but. It certainly, it certainly has worked for me in the past. So, I don't know. Do these guys bring the HVT, these Vex guys? Isn't it the Fallen guy that shows up? I don't know. These Vex just keep spawning. I think somebody's doing an adventure. And that's why it's doing this. Next question. To follow my last question about unscaled raids. You, uh, you have... You have an opinion to put yourself under level more and more for larger power drops and better chances at something like the Thousand Voices. I mean, Bungie said if you went into stuff under leveled, you'd get bigger drops, and then it kind of didn't happen. I mean, 
it's true if you go into like under leveled into like nightfalls and dreaming city and stuff the drops are certainly bigger but it's not like they drop at their level right if somebody drags you through a 540 nightfall and you're in the you know and you're at 450 you're not going to get 540 drops you still get drops in relation to your power level like it doesn't it's it's kind of stupid like they said that and that's not how it works that's not how it works oh they killed the hvt they killed the hvt i didn't i didn't get it i guarantee you that was him I'm gonna have to wait. Huh. You guys should have got my attention, man. That's literally why we're here. Uh, Joey's saying, what am I missing out on by only playing on one character? All the other supers, all the other exotic gear that complements those supers. Um, oh, he wasn't wanted. Okay, cool, 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 cool. No worries, no worries. No, they said he wasn't wanted. Not the right HVT. Okay, no worries. I was wondering why you guys didn't get my attention. Uh, yeah, so you're missing out on one character by the, like there's each each character has what six supers now? Yeah, six supers. Two of each. Two of each of the uh, of the the elements. Two solars. Two void. Um, so you're missing out, man. I. I don't know how you I don't know how you could just not do it. It's just so much fun playing as the other classes. Like playing as a Blade Barrage Hunter and a Arc Superman Titan and a blind I'm sorry, a Well of Radiance Warlock is v- just vastly different. It's just vastly different and I think you're missing out on that. So, nine supers are you sure about that? It's not nine per person. It's six. You have three and you have two within each. I'm not talking about the attunements, the actual super itself. You got Burning Maul and you got Hammer of Soul. You got Fists of Havoc and you got Thunder Crash. There's two in each. Now this one's got kind of got three. Sentinel Shield, Banner Shield, and then the Ward of Dawn. I said each character has two, has six supers. I wasn't, you know, you can't really count the attunements because it's the same. If, if you pick the top tree or the bottom tree, your super is still the hammers. It's the same, it's, it's, you're still have, the, you're still using the same super. Benador, do you think that there will be a Taken Queen type expansion uh, after the annual pass? Yes, that's literally my prediction. I feel like some people are feeding me what I say. They're asking me about things that like I've already commented on. I feel like some of you guys are doing that. You're asking me literally to get on soapboxes that I've been on before. It could just be luck. It could just be luck, but this has been my prediction for a long time. Annual pass gets us into the summer, and in the summer they start promoting the September DLC, The Taken Queen. The Taken Queen will be followed by, by another annual pass that gets us to the summer of 2020, and that's when they start promoting Destiny 3. Uh, ask me anything, man. Do you think new raid layers will have totally new armor and weapon set, or we'll just get things cut from Last Wish, similar to Leviathan? Man, I sure hope not, dude. I sure hope not. Bungie said themselves, nine new supers. They are counting each class. Okay, you guys are correcting me, 
because you don't understand what I was talking about, and so you're 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 grinding an axe that doesn't need grinded. Okay. He asked, "What am I missing out on by only playing one character?" And I said, "Each character gets six supers, and you're missing out on those supers because you have two here: Hammer of Soul and Burning Maul, Fists of Havoc." and thunder crash and then you have sentinel shield and banner shield that's count them six supers not nine it's six you you can't count the attunements that's not a super like if i go for hammer of soul and i go up here or i go down here i'm still doing hammer of soul I wasn't saying all of the classes. I was saying if you only play one, each character has six potential supers for you to try out, and you're missing out on that. Okay. Udan says, How nice is it to have the rally flag rate as a consumable? I don't think it should be a consumable. I don't think it should be a consumable. I think every raid instance should just start with a rally flag every single like I mean it's fine for people that are trying to get rid of their glimmer like I'm at glimmer cap right now and like I guess I should just go buy a bunch um but it's like why is it a consumable you know what I'm saying and I know people have tons of them so it so it kind of becomes superfluous it kind of becomes like well it doesn't really matter right you, you go in with a hundred there he is Nope. Just a regular old captain. Frick. You go with a hundred, like, what's it matter? What's it matter? No banner challenge? Is there a challenge for running it with no banners, really? Or are you just saying that? I think the flag's a good compromise. Oh, well, yeah. If you're giving me the choice between nothing and a consumable, I'll take the consumable. Listen. Listen. Every engagement is its own challenge. It's its own encased fight. And it should not have depreciating power for the Guardian and exponentially increasing difficulty based on bad runs. I want you to think about the end of the raid, okay? When you're running in there through there with the heart. And I'm not I'm not gonna give spoilers. When you're running through there with the heart, right? Because of the nature of the engagement, you're lo- you're using a ton of power, energy power ammo and supers, right? And it's an instance that's very prone to wiping. Oh, just wipe. Just wipe. Oh, just wipe. Just wipe. How on earth are you expected to have that challenge be an encased challenge without banner flags? Do you remember what I said? I said, and I pointed to Ori in the Blind Forest and Rayman Legends. What did I say? I said, you can increase the difficulty and the intensity when you empower the player to hit the ground running right there where they just were and jump back in the fight. And that's what the banner flags do. And that's why they should be at the start of every encounter. They shouldn't be a consumable. Because that is exactly what they have done. They have created encounters that literally would be impossible without a banner flag. You would have to just constantly be doing super and ammo runs, and it would constantly increase the time that it takes to do an encounter, and that's stupid. 
Why is the encounter taking so long? Well, every other freaking wipe, we have to do a power ammo run and a super ammo run, and Carl over here can't get power ammo to ever freaking drop, so we have to do a couple. Nope. No worries, man. Banner flag. You go in full power, and you're required. The things that they require you to do in Last Wish, they can ask it of you because of banner flags. Therefore, it is intrinsic to the raid experience to have banner flags. Therefore, banner flags should just be in the raid. It shouldn't be a consumable. And if over the weeks and months, people are going to basically have more, more banner flags than they can shake a stick at... Then what the frick does it matter? All you're doing is is hurting the unlucky the unlucky guys who use LFG and go in and they don't have any, and they're like, oh well, frick. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I think they should be there every single time. Or, or at the very least, you should just be able to like buy it right then and there. Use a legendary shard. Use a something. Even that, I'm not. I, I'm not too fond of. But that would be better than being like, I gotta go to an NPC and then buy him. And for frick's sake, Bungie, where's the raid NPC that I can rank up by doing more than three raid runs a week? You want to increase your raid activity. You want to increase people that know how to do the raid and get help through the raid. Then incentivize people to run more than three a week. I would like to run more than three a week to help people figure it out. But while I'm grinding milestones, it feels like a waste of time. But if I had a raid NPC, then I could level up, get my rank really high, and get stuff that nobody else can get until they've run the raid 25 times. Well, then, dadgummit, I would go for those 25 clears before anybody else. You can't see how many banner flags someone has in the inventory. LFG is going to be a nightmare. There's a challenge to complete the raid without, uh, with everyone on the same subclass. Oh, that wouldn't be that hard. You just do solar. That honestly wouldn't be that hard. You just pivot everybody to solar. Melting point and hammers is mega helpful. Blade barrage is helpful and well is helpful. You don't need tether and you don't need sentinel. You don't need arc strider and you don't need uh Raiden flux is definitely helpful. Um uh Raiden flux is definitely helpful at the end, but you don't need it. You could achieve similar Efficiency with Blade Barrage. So I can see people getting that challenge done with uh, with Solar. Oh, is the challenge everyone on Arc? Well, that makes more sense because I'm like, everybody would just do Solar. Oh, there's a challenge for each element. Well, frick your face. That's going to be tough. Arc will be really tough, man. <laughs> Arc will be really tough. Void and Solar won't be too bad. Void and Solar won't be too bad. Uh, last question, Kratliff Inco, Kratliff Inco says, what do you think is the reason Bungie created the skip mechanic on the wish wall? Um, how do you feel about people getting raid chests right now without having beating any encounter? I mean, I'm not really sure why Bungie's doing it. I mean, they can get... Yeah, see, I no, I have a problem with that. Yeah, that's dumb. It's yeah, see, he's he's not the right guy. I feel like this bounty maybe. I wonder if this is an old bounty. I wonder if I have an old bounty. Cause these are all six days, six days. No, they're all the same. Exodus Black on Nessus. Is the name of the lost sector Exodus Black? 
Oh my gosh. Unless this is him right here. No. I don't think the name of the Lost Sector is Exodus Black. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. People can literally go on Reddit, solve the puzzle, and, like, go in and get the in-between chests. The in-between chests drop raid gear. It's an HVT captain that spawns. Yeah, this is the rift. We are literally getting a non-wanted captain two times in a row. Get a constantly re-instance to get him to, to load. Well, I'm not solo, so I can't do that. Well, I'll have to go to artifacts and then go back once we're all here. Yeah, I have a problem with this. I'm not happy about this. This is this is kind of like the raid. This is almost worse than the raid ingram for clan ingram. You literally have people getting raid gear and they're not even attached to people doing the raid. They're just going on Reddit. Oh, that's how you saw the puzzle. Cool. And then they're going and getting in between chests and getting raid guns and raid armor. That's dumb. I know of one chest, but is there more? There's literally uh. There's like, what, three in-between chests? Is that a Venom shirt? Yeah. It was this month's loot wear. It was this month's loot wear. Loot crate, still waiting for you to get at me. I use your service every month and promote your product regularly. Still haven't heard from you. Let's work together. Um. So yeah, I, I, I'm not happy about this. I, I feel like this is in some respects, like I said, worse than the raid... The raiding gram, clanning gram, I, you know. Well, you go to Reddit, punch in a few things, and then you can go get raid gear. Like, good for you, man. Wow, what a what a good job you did. Um, so you can only get one chest that way. It doesn't matter. It's almost it's it's practically guaranteed raid loot. It's practically guaranteed. Every single one of those chests I've opened, I've either gotten a piece of raid armor or I've gotten a uh, or I've gotten a, a gun. It's practically guaranteed. Like I don't know, dude. It just feels really, really stupid to me. It just feels really stupid to me. Obviously, that's my opinion. Everybody else is gonna have their other opinions, but like, why on earth? Why on earth? Would you create the raid, make it ridiculously hard, give accolades to people who beat it in 24 hours, give accolades to people who beat it before Tuesday, and then let people just go in because? Was that him? I really hope that wasn't him. I really hope that wasn't him. So... Yeah, I think they need. To, I think they need to fix it and close it off. Like you can't open the chest unless you've done raid encounters or something. Like, you can't open a chest unless you've done the raid encounter prior to where it is or something. They do it to public event chests. That was him. Who killed him? Oh, Snarky Goblin might have killed him. Oh man, what a freaking annoying, annoying. Thing to do. All right, we're gonna cut the uh, the question and answer there. We're all out of questions. We can keep obviously discussing. You guys can keep putting keep you guys can keep putting questions in the chat, but we're not gonna do it formally like this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, uh, you can always tune in live twitch.tv/senatorrage. And as with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.